0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bold, Brilliant and Brave. Hello and thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm so delighted to have you here, every single one of you. We've grown so much since the very first episode. It's coming toward episode 10 and you all know what that means. means, It means that that's my time. It's you, me, alone talking nothing about money. I can't wait. So what I've got for you today, I'm talking to Neelam. She's created the platform, the change platform called Don't Sleep On Us. And she's going to tell us all about what she does and amazing work that she's got going up. She's got an event coming up on Friday. So if you're listening to this on the day that comes out, you still have two whole days to get involved with what she's doing. But the reason why I wanted to talk to her, the the conversation we have is slightly off-brand, but totally off-brand. If you've been following my newsletter and you've been following me on Instagram, we're talking about community building, feminism, these larger things that we feel like exist outside of us and the reason why I think it's vital to have these conversations is the conversation about gaining massive wealth or building massive wealth can seem so like it's ego driven But I think what I read, the message that really comes across in this episode, it's about so much more than the individual. By you overcoming yourself, overcoming your self-sabotage, overcoming your fears, overcoming your doubts, even like the background or where you grew up, you solve some of the world's greatest problems. There are people out there that need to see you doing your thing you know, I'm sure many of us, like, have heroes that maybe you're not so into their work, but the fact that they are living their truth, getting paid very well for it, you can, like, really root for them. For example, you know, Virgil Abloh is someone like that for me, like, Vuitton, yeah, it's cool, but I'm more into, like, his story, he's amazing. Like, there are people that you're gonna affect when you get the success and the money that you need and deserve so anyway <laughs> bringing it back down to earth i wanted to introduce to you my amazing brilliant bold change maker for this week without further ado i'm here with nila do you mind telling us for those who don't know who you are what you do and who you help
1: Okay, so, hi everyone. Hi. <laughs> this is my first podcast, so I'm very excited. <laughs>
0: welcome, warm welcome.
1: Thanks. Um, my name's Neelam, and I run something called Don't Sleep On Us, mm-hmm. which is essentially a community for uh, black, Asian, minority, ethnic change makers to come together and uplift and learn from each other and inspire each other. So that's what I do. I started it um, about a year ago, basically put on events, there's an advisory board we're set up as a community interest company now so yeah
0: (laughs) it sounds amazing i came across you on instagram and one of the things i think you post them but one of the things that i noticed most about you was all the testimonials that you have from people who go to your event oh yeah (laughs) one of them that i'll just quickly read is that
1: (laughs) they're amazing
0: So I totally was not expecting. <laughs> I should have warned you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. I turned up on my own, but at no point last night did I feel did I feel lonely, which is incredible credit to your sister energy. I love how you fuck with the whole panel format. It was brilliant. You're brilliant. I can't wait to turn up with all the women I know to the next event. I know so many people that would benefit. Wow, which is so lovely. It's such a lovely thing to say about someone for someone to say about something you've created.
1: Thank you. I, I'm I'm
0: curious, like. I've-
1: forgotten where this is is that from like which what month is that from
0: it's from oh yeah february yeah
1: so that was like a couple yeah that was probably my november event
0: i think amazing last year (laughs) how many events have you had so this one that's
1: coming up on the 18th will be my fifth event including the google campus event that happened um in august yeah so that was a tech event whereas all the others have been sort of creative events yeah and primarily it was supposed to be sort of creative change makers but I sort of open that up to make sure that it's inclusive of more sectors so yeah this will be my fifth event coming up (laughs) and it sounds like quite it sounds quite small the number but then the amount of work and the amount of like sort of like a big hurdle that we overcome every time a new event is over for sure yeah there's new people that are involved and new people that have sort of been touched by it so Mm, it's quite it's weird to think that there's only been Four events I've
0: Yeah <laughs> I feel that about the podcast because I was saying to you before yeah. that it's only like my seventh week and it feels like each week after I release one I'm like okay like <laughs> it all starts again yeah, like it's yeah. like a little cycle but I wanted to ask togetherness and community is seems to be a big part of your events your vision for what you want to create seems so clear. Mm. why is that important to what you do
1: so the reason why i started is because so i i'm born and bred in luton mm-hmm. i lived there so after uni i went back home lived at home for a long time and one of the things that got me through sort of being quite isolated from like inspiring communities and inspiring things is seeing it happen on instagram okay and i um, following such incredible people and primarily women of color that would do do things just purely because they were they were itching to create a difference so outside of their work or inside of or whilst they're at work they just felt sort of compelled to create a difference in whatever means wherever they can and so that was what really inspired me to shine a light on that and to bring all of those people together in one room. And then naturally, I like to bring people together, and I'm a bit of a I like attention. <laughs> so it sort <laughs> makes of makes you a great host. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of fit together. But I guess to answer your question, that was the reason that we started is to to really celebrate those people that yes. go out of their way to create a difference in their communities and in society and in sort of as a global community as well. And so that will always be at the heart. Then yeah, it's in the in DNA order. of like exactly. the idea. Yes, perfect. I like that way of putting it. <laughs> it's in the DNA. And thankfully, that's also what people say when they come along as well. And that's, yeah, that's how I it noticed. feels. Yeah, <laughs> you should come to the next yeah, one. Yeah, okay. I
0: really want to come. It looks cool. fantastic.
1: And so you were saying you were set up as a community interest company. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So there's two ways to do it. I could either not be set up as anything because I don't do this full time. Mm-hmm. I, I work. I have a full time job. And yeah. then I do this sort of during lunch times and wherever yeah. I can yeah. plan an event.
0: Like morning Saturdays yes, and like
1: that. <laughs> Evenings, sort of anytime I get. So I was keen to set it up so that I could explore funding opportunities. Mm. And I think setting up as a social enterprise or community interest company really sets the bar for those organizations to understand what you're actually about you're saying it you know with your chest like I'm here to support the community what it means essentially is that any profits that would be made which definitely are not being made at the moment (laughs) (laughs) any profits that would be made would be kept within the organization and okay yeah so it's it's a not it's a not-for-profit yeah essentially and I think that was very core to what I had set out to do when I wanted to incorporate it On the forefront of it, it needs to also look like we're here
0: for the community. Yeah. Which we are, so. And in doing that, how are you able to... I guess you support yourself through your full time through your full time full time job.
1: Yes, so it's weird. I mean, I haven't really come out and said this very openly, so I okay. guess this might be a good opportunity
0: to. <laughs> you got it here first, folks. <laughs> um,
1: essentially, what's happening at the moment? It has to change. Okay, is that my full time job is able to fund? Don't sleep on us. So I, I basically, I'm working, and the money that comes from that pays for my events. Okay and my rent yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> basic basic living <laughs> expenses yeah. yes
1: and so I'm very grateful for that but at the same time if I am to be sort of a role model and try and set uh, the standard for how changemakers should be behaving mm. it needs to be sustainable and it needs yeah. to be walk the talk you know yeah so yeah I'm hoping that changes in the yeah. before the end of the year in terms of investment but it's difficult because so don't sleep on us is essentially an event and on paper that is exactly the only way to describe it is it's an event and so unless I take up something extra on top of that it's not fundable Mm. on paper so it really comes down to speaking to investors and speaking to funding bodies and, and getting them to really grasp how much of a difference it does make and how iconic it is that all of the future BAME change makers are in one room And then they'll go on to do incredible things because of the connections that they make, and all of those different things. That is just very difficult to put down sometimes. Yeah, for sure doesn't come across as impactful until they meet me. I try and gas it up as much as possible because then it's like (laughs) then they're like, oh wow, like this is really inspirational. Just like yeah, yeah, it's happened, it's happened, and they'll be like, this is super inspirational. But we're gonna have trouble. We're gonna have pushback from gatekeepers of you know, and it happens a lot. So. I'm sort of at that stage where I'm thinking I do the events because I absolutely love doing the events. I don't have capacity or funds to put on anything else aside around that, whether that is a newsletter, whether that is a podcast, yeah, whether that is, course. you know, a mentorship scheme. One of my board members, Andre, always says this. He's an incredible sort of multidimensional artist. runs yeah. this thing called uh, Freedom and Balance, which is um, essentially an art college. And he's very artistic in his thinking. There's no limits to his thinking. And he always I love says that. It's, yeah, he's he's speaking at my next event. Actually. Oh cool. <laughs> um, but one of the things he says to me is like if it will benefit your purpose and your main aim with this, then do it. But if you're just doing it to get funding, then don't break out of like what your aim is. Just just to fit a certain narrative, you know. We're like yeah. don't need to do things conventionally. And so sort of i'm at crossroads where i'm like it's such a conundrum because without this i won't get funding but if i like if i don't do it i won't get funding like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it makes any sense but yeah I'm in it that sort makes of stage.
0: complete sense it's <laughs> almost like you've got this amazing thing that you've created and i would actually describe it as like community building like literally just community building but you've also got like the full-time job that pays for everything and also yes. takes up a lot of your time yeah and it's almost like you're on the cusp of moving into something you really love but it's just the financial pieces that need to like fall into place but also align with your greater purpose
1: exactly and I think it's what makes it more disheartening is that people are interested and stakeholders are very interested in learning what it's about and being involved but they don't realize that I don't have funding and they have the opportunity to support me in that and then they're like oh well you're just an event but it's like but you showed all of this interest up until now because yeah, yeah. you know it's bame and Ooh. that's a, a very topical narrative and that's yeah. that's currently quite fashionable for organizations and corporates but but then you you're sleeping you on don't sleep. On, yeah
0: <laughs> you're you know, sleeping
1: on don't sleep Relax. like that is literally the one thing that that always keeps coming back to me is that Mm.
0: if I was to ask you where your heart is leaning towards or like what direction you're feeling to take like just tip of your tongue what sort of thing what would that look like in growing the business into something that is also like serving the community in the way that you wanted but also in a where you're in a place where you're not sort of like burnt out from like your full-time job and doing this
1: I think that Don't Sleep on Us has become very much a values kind of community. So Mm. people want to align themselves with the values that we have, which is that it's inclusive. It's accessible. It's not cliquey. You can go on your own and feel like you're part of this community. And yes, don't underestimate us because we've come together and we have power to create change. But so, so maybe I've been thinking about maybe doing like merchandise and my board are quite, they're quite supportive and quite sort of adamant that we do sort of commission a woman of color to do like an artist to do some sort of merchandise and that would obviously be like ethical printing and stuff and like um, an ethical clothing organization that I would collaborate with as well as having that initial investment so that I could commission that artist to do it and all of those sorts of things so that's something that I'm thinking about at the moment mm-hmm. and at the same time i think just continue on with the events every two yeah. months yeah. so so that i'm doing something that i really look forward to and i really enjoy and just keeping at that because i think even if i continue doing this for the next few years i'll be very fulfilled with what i've achieved yeah. and what we've how far we've come with don't sleep on us even if nothing else comes from it and we still reach 150 new people every event that's enough for me if that makes sense
0: yeah that's brilliant Yeah. I think I'm kind of in a similar thing with the podcast because I'm really enjoying it and I love it. And before I started, I said I just wanted to do like a year of podcasting. Like even if nothing else comes from it, I will have a year's worth of podcasts. I would have met all these people and connected with all these amazing people. Even that is just enough. Right now, as it is, is just everything I kind of need it to be. Definitely, And so fulfilling. Yes. I have that
1: so much. I can relate with that so much. yeah because people without realizing will often push you into thinking like way too ahead and
0: almost as if like it's not enough
1: yes
0: (laughs) and they're sort of like okay this Uh, is great
1: but how can we elevate this and it's like actually I'm good be like I don't need this to be (laughs) elevated right now because I remember (laughs) keep keep it yeah just bring it down a notch I remember one time I was at my second event I had these two very well-meaning people came and found it from Eventbrite and they had a really good time and came up to me afterwards and said okay so what's your plan with this like where do you see this going and I'm like I don't know <laughs> like I have no idea <laughs> what do you tell me yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think that's quite good as well there's always a survey that goes out after every event but, which is where the feedback comes from yeah. which is what went well what would you improve and I always take that and sort of embed it into the next mm. thing the next yeah. event that happens from it so it is important to just sort of live in the moment and take each thing a step at a time and like when you said like Doing a podcast allows you to meet new people all the time. That in itself is enough. That is one of the reasons why I started this event the fundamental thing that I'm doing is putting myself first and doing something that I really love, which is meeting mm-hmm. new people. And so if Densely loop on Us allows me to do that, it might be selfish and it might not look selfish, but ultimately <laughs> it is. It's selfish. It is because I absolutely thrive yeah. from meeting people that, you know, I am inspired by yeah. and that gives me a platform to do it. Like mm. I bring on speakers that I've only ever communicated with, once on instagram or that i've only heard of yeah and then by the time i interview them at my event like we're mates yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um and it's just just this beautiful journey that we can go on and i feel like that's what you're embarking on and it's yeah
0: i hope so (laughs) yeah really something as interesting can you tell me more about the way your business is set up if we change gears a little bit so you're you have an advisory board yeah tell me who they are and like what their role is okay sure in creating don't sleep in us
1: okay so my absolutely fantastic sparkly new advisory board are people that i've met through the journey since i started in april 2018 so people that um, i might have invited to speak at some point or people that have just continuously attended people that have messaged me and asked me what support can they give me or people that have said i'll do the tickets on the door they're just the people that have shown up and shown out continuously and shown that they really want to put themselves forward to support. So when I was thinking about putting this group together, it was just, who would I not have to ask twice? Amazing. Yeah. And so when I, I sort of sent messages out individually to this group of people and called them and they were just instantly on board and it was never to do with what are, what is this person's skills, um, which might be different to how other entrepreneurs and, uh, and other people in other business models will have gone about it. For me, my most essential thing was that they are extremely interested in the values, just in love with the concept. And that's enough for me to be utilizing that group as a sounding board. And it's really peer-to-peer. It's not like, you know, they've got 10 years of experience on top of anyone else. Mm. We're all at the same sort of stages in our careers. And I feel like that's really essential to don't sleep on us's values again. At the event, for example anyone at any time can get up and say something about what they're doing and there is a stage at the event where I invite people to come up and tell us about what they're doing to do with the theme so for example at the tech event I said if anyone's doing something to do with tech and wants to come up and share come up and share it and what that creates is this sort of peer-to-peer inspirational environment where Mm no one's above anyone else. Oh,
0: that's so key. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you're saying that, literally, because I feel like sometimes we can get so stuck up with like, oh, like I'm only here, like they're so much further away from me. Yeah, they're a
1: speaker and I'm just an attendee. Yeah, yeah. They must
0: have so much more to offer than I do. No,
1: yeah, yeah. So with the board, it's beautiful. Like I've only had two board meetings so far, but I really look forward to it. And I always come away feeling like they are incredible.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I love that you have that board because sometimes when you are, you're putting yourself out there, you're creating something for the world. I'm talking about my personal experience. Yes, <laughs> do. It can feel a bit lonely as much as people are like, oh yeah, this is good. Like they send messages to support, which is lovely. And I love receiving messages. But I think having like a group of people where you're literally like, hey, like I have this idea or I'm not sure where to go. It just sounds amazing. Like every young person trying to create something should have like a group of people like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think naturally
0: people do, but they don't m- bring them together. Bring them so together. formally.
1: Yeah, I guess formalize it, but sort of utilize mm. it and ask them to actually give you advice more regularly yeah. so and so there's a group chat and they'll be like please can you start like actually delegating stuff and letting a little bit of it go so that we can help you because yeah, unless you tell us what to do we can't help you yeah and,
0: and it so- sounds like you're also getting really clear on the support you need yeah like I listen to a lot of podcasts about more like CEO business women and they're like yeah women need to ask for more support and I've always heard that i not really known what that looked like but it sounds like you're being really clear and being like okay like so I need a group of people to support me in this way like you're really clear on what you need to grow.
1: I would like, I would definitely <laughs> like to be. And it seems like I am now. Yeah. But it's taken a lot of work to get there. Yeah. And like they literally made me r- write down what my mission is and what my vision is because I had zero clue. <laughs> and so they sort of forced me to think in a good way to think about what it is that I need to ask them yeah. to do. I think I've got there now. Um, and it's always a work in progress. But It's funny you say that. I was talking to someone recently, I think just the other day when I realized that actually all the I I sort of have created this virtual bubble of seeing women and women from main backgrounds primarily running their own things. Yeah. And so that is this sort of otherworldly dimension that I live in and okay. that I see. And so those are the people that I look up to. Those are the people that I am exposed to. Yeah, those I are my friends. Those are my, you know. And yeah. so when you go somewhere else or you speak to someone that's outside of that community, you're sort suddenly snapped back into action and you <laughs> yeah. realize Yeah. that actually the world is not like this. Yeah. It's but so different. Yeah, but in, in, in and I think London has a lot to do with that. I think that London allows for that space to happen Mm. and for you to find your people and feel like you're at home with them there's nowhere else in the world that you can do that interesting yeah well when we're talking about entrepreneurs and like how how they work and stuff i think that that's that's all well and fun and games for for entrepreneurs more widely yeah but my world that i know your
0: every day, your Monday to Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like very different. Yeah. I get that as well. Like this is completely not about business or money, but I went to like a breathing, a transformational breathing workshop. Oh Um, oh my God. (laughs) It was amazing. Like I went like a few weeks ago and I remember going and it, you just go into another world for like three or four hours and I was talking to the people who finish and we were talking about our experiences. Yeah, all this blah, blah, blah. Wow. And I think I went to work. Like I went into ASOS like <laughs> on the Wednesday and I was like, yeah, i just done this thing. And everyone was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you paid for what? <laughs> and it's so funny. Like just that snapback like, oh yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, Never that's mind. not normal in your <laughs> <laughs> But it's weird. But you... It's almost like I have different like identities and different spaces where I feel like I can be that or do that.
1: Yeah, and I I think actually everyone does to some yeah. level, but we've we've developed this very natural, very easy way of dealing with those different worlds and yeah. and being more comfortable with changing but, and, stuff yeah, and yeah, yeah,
0: and our different parts. Of yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Very. <laughs> oh, I would recommend it to anyone. Like literally. Like. <laughs> It's weird, you lay on a mat, you lay on your back, you close your eyes, you breathe for about two hours. Wow. You just start, all these things just come to the surface, like joy. I remember like laughing through it. I remember, I cried through it a lot. Wow. Like people around me were crying and like having their own experiences. And
1: Is someone like guiding you through it? Yeah, like?
0: so there's oh, okay. facilitators. So okay, there's, cool. um, and they come around and like offer support, like offer, they touch like your pressure points. Oh, okay, cool. And... Yeah, it's all about like the energy moving through your body. So like breathing in deeply and the correct way, as they say, it like moves all this charge energy through your body. That's why you experience all the emotions. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I could talk about that for hours. Like it's so interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically just about letting the release of all, especially if you feel like you're carrying trauma or like stresses. Yeah. It's just about the release of those kind of things. Yeah which, yeah, I didn't know I had so much to release. Yeah,
1: yeah, This energy, that is such a very real thing. Yeah. You know, like what what sort of energy that you're carrying around with you and who, totally. how much of that is influenced by the other people around you and yeah. and by, you know, someone that's really in a bad way that you've spent a lot of time with one day and then you go home and you're sort of like, you feel heavy yeah. because you've had to take on... All of that, that that person, whether they know it or not, has been sharing with you. And so I think being mindful of that and really taking care of yourself mentally. That workshop just sounds great. I'm going to have to ask you to send me the link. Yeah, (laughs) I will. Because, yeah, I
0: literally would recommend it to anyone. It's interesting what you say about the energy that you take on from other people. If I bring it back to money, one of the episodes I did, episode five, I was exploring my worldview and how money fits into my worldview. And I was saying how like I've been taught all these things as a child about money. And it's affected how I guess I approach business and my personal relationship with money. Now there is a lot like of narrative about how women and people of colour find it usually find it quite difficult to access money, Mm. and difficult to move through society because of the lack of money and lack of funding. Do you think you have these views? And do you think this kind of has affected how you approach Don't Sleep on Us? So, I've said that I in a quite convoluted way.
1: I think I know, but I know what I, what you're saying. And I yeah. also know what I want to say, but okay. it's just a matter of how to articulate it yeah, <laughs> in a way, yeah. <laughs> in a way that's going to make sense. So I guess I'll start with money more widely. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if you're, if we're swearing on this podcast. Yeah. Or no. yeah you okay. Can. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we are <laughs> in, in short. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's just a messed up situation mm. because. Our education system doesn't allow for A, creativity and B, real real life situations, mortgages, credit, loans, cards. T- credit cards, taking up, sort of managing your everyday finances, mm-hmm. rent, all of those different yeah. things. And I hope that one day it will evolve. But it's so sort of set in its ways and very conventional. It might take a lot of time for that to happen. Um, thought about what's the best event that I can put on if money is not an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's how I went about starting those events. And that's how I've been able to really push myself to make sure that I create an event that I want, yeah. but that I'm still paying all the speakers, yeah. that I'm still um, paying all the performances, Amazing. the DJ, the person that does the them artwork. All out
0: of your own pocket. wow
1: so a similar thing to what i said in the beginning so it's just that because otherwise i'm not setting a standard for other corporations for other big large you know organizations that go about hiring uh women of color and being creatives in general and and change makers yeah and so if we are to do it we need to to walk the talk like i said so by any means necessary i had just in that was the intention that i had set out with which is How can I create the best possible event if money is not an issue?
0: Yeah,
1: obviously that didn't really (laughs) leave me in an
0: issue. Money's always an issue. It's
1: always an issue, and it didn't leave me in a good position. But what I've come out with it is on the other end is is this conversation, Mm. is things like this. What I've come out of it with with is things like that message that you read out earlier, things like my board who I would never have met otherwise, all the people that that come to the event that speak to me afterwards that I have coffee with afterwards
0: yeah
1: it's all been worth it so yeah going back to the funding thing and this is it just an event is it not an event oh, is there actually any sort of what are the key wins that come out of it yeah what are you hoping to get out of it all of those things are still under construction because again yeah. no one's taught me how to do this yeah so i'm sort course. of learning by the the women that have gone before me yeah um people the likes of galden the likes of the other box the likes of you know all of that black girl fest these these people are our Bill Gates, our Melinda Gates, our yeah, you know, Facebook guy. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. He, No, He's a knob. he's. A, he's <laughs> I, I don't. We don't really like him. He steals data. We don't like yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you get what I mean, you know. Yeah, totally.
0: So, you must have heard the thing of like always start before you're ready, or like always start if you have an idea for something that like, you should start before you're ready. And I remember someone describing it as like when you do that, it's almost like you're jumping out of a plane. And you're, like, falling, but you're, like, making the parachute, like, as you go. Like, the more you do stuff, the more you take action, the more you realize, like, oh, like, I hadn't thought about this. But you only, like, get that clarity when you start taking that action and just moving.
1: Definitely. I think if there's one thing, my current manager now, her name's Catherine, mm. and the way I met her was she used to run events called Huddle, which was for women that create change. Similarly to what, <laughs> what I set up <laughs> after. But So at that event, it was... Gabby from Bloody Good Period, the okay, founder of Bloody Good Period was speaking there. And then Nicole and Paula from Black Girl Fest was speaking there. And one thing that I learned from them was if you're going to start something and you have an idea, just do it now. Stop thinking into it too much. Just yeah. literally get it out there. By however you can, and to the extent that you can without exhausting yourself too much. Yeah. And then work on it afterwards. Because it's like, unless you if you keep building it up and bottling it up waiting for this time to come that time may never come mm. so yes it's all it's all well if you want to perfect it and then get it out and okay great but also put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be and and sort of like what you know what what I've done what you've done yeah just put put it out there I think is and just go and just do it yeah yeah Probably not with how would I do this if money was not an issue (laughs) at the heart of what you're doing, but I mean, yeah.
0: Amazing. How do you feel like your view of feminism and money sit together? Like, do they sit together or do they not? Are they very separate? I think feminism
1: seeps into every aspect of your life. Yeah. If you are a proclaimed feminist and you believe in the equality of all people of all genders, that is just fundamental to the way that you then navigate life. And I think, especially in, in this current generation and in our current day and age, yeah. what we have is this, a sense of unlearning that a lot of, you know, different aspects of injustice might happen to one, one person, but it can also happen to the other person but because this person is less able bodied. They have an intersectional injustice happening
0: to them. Yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. Regardless of how you go about it, feminism just seeps into everything.
0: When I started this podcast and when I said to my friends, like, hey, like, I'm going to do this podcast, it's about money. I remember a friend saying to me, like, hey, but, like, why are you striving for money? Like, money is not you know, you should want to be in love. You should want health. You should want happiness. Like money is not something that you should be actively trying to attain. And I think since that has been said to me, which was meant in the best possible yeah, yeah. way. It As everything, yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to like, I guess balancing myself, like, okay, like I kind of do have a vision for myself and my life. Yes. It doesn't involve living paycheck to paycheck yes. or having debt. It, it just looks different yeah. to the way it is now. Yeah. And I guess I've been trying to like, understand how I feel like feminism and money can come together. And I do kind of feel like it comes down to the more empowered I am and the more access to finances I have, the more I can give to people who perhaps don't have the same experience as me, talents as me, money as me, whatever. Like that's That's I think that's my um point of view. Yes, definitely. I wondered if your view of when you said feminism affects everything, when you are like asking for a raise or like going for the funding about don't sleep on us, what is your feminist, I guess, thought then in terms of money? (laughs) Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it
1: definitely does. You've raised a really key point, I think, that I just totally my mind went blank. (laughs) <laughs> um but absolutely yeah. like that when you have money you just you are unfortunately like unlike the other gen like the generations that have come before us you're less reliant on men around you yeah. and as a woman then you become more independent and we are lucky enough to be able to challenge This system, you know, that doesn't make it sort of conventional for women to be so open and so confident about their finances. When it comes to Don't Sleep On Us, me talking about asking for money just comes quite naturally now. Again, I think that might be testament to this small bubble that i've created where i
0: see everyone (laughs) asking for money yeah you're like oh that's totally natural i feel like it's natural yeah yeah.
1: but then i think back to imagine if i wasn't in this country and i was Mm. somewhere else and it wasn't so normal and it was more frowned upon poorer countries where women are subject to more sexism women in those situations without money don't get very far at all and so so money and feminism go together even more yeah thinking about it because yeah. you absolutely wouldn't get anywhere without no without being in complete control of your own finances yeah i'm sort of just babbling on now
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Feminism money. yeah i guess it's a lot to ponder There's it's a lot like... and Do
1: you know what it is mm. i've never been asked that before interesting i don't even know how to sort of correlate my thoughts on it because yeah. i don't even know if i've ever thought about it
0: interesting okay
1: and it's so funny like people think of me as this huge feminist yeah and like recently, like Glamour Mag named me as like the twenty top new generation feminist to watch. Congrats. But ask me things. But like really, like, I'm just like every person yeah. who's who believes in equal rights. I I don't think that I'm like more feminist than anyone <laughs> else. Like, like everyone is very passionate about yeah. especially in the people that I know. So even even then I yeah. still haven't been asked about money and and feminism and how the two things go together. When mm. obviously very naturally, they do worldwide, yeah. and it's so embedded in every everything in we do, everything that women do, and also it affects men as well. It affects men's mental health when they're put on under pressure to provide for their family, family. and so the two things go together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have a think about how to <laughs> <laughs> correlate my back to us.
0: and come back to you, <laughs> but I think you've raise such good points like it's just so much of what we do and even like as a feminist like if we take it back to London just the idea of like being in a job that you don't like you might be scared to say or I definitely have been scared to speak up because I'm like okay but this person like is my economic they're turning my economic circle right now so yeah I just always think it's an interesting thing to think about and look at and you know like if saying to a woman like you know you shouldn't be the striving for money like I'm always thinking like what does that mean then if mm. I shouldn't be striving for money maybe it's what you said about like it kind of being like not talked about and almost being like vulgar mm. like wanting money or and being so open about like Wanting more money and yeah. wanting to create that change.
1: Yeah. It's this kind of thing of like, oh, but you're a woman. You should be more focused on yeah, like, 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 having a baby. Why don't you want to
0: start family? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you
1: mean? Yeah. Like, what about marriage? Yeah. Hello. Like, <laughs> like, why would you have me more, more money than that. your man? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Ugh. Definitely. Yeah. But anyway, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Kira. Are there any other tips or like gems of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with before we go? Oh, <laughs> So this so is just free your phase. Yeah, like free range. <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> um, challenge things which you, which you feel are taken as the norm and which are supposed to be conventional and just do things entirely your own way. And things do not need to be done how it's always been done. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And secondly, find a way to do things as if money wouldn't be an issue but make sure that you have that covered because it is always going to be an issue. I think if there's one thing I've learned from talking to you today is that yes, I went about doing everything as if I, you know, money was never going to be an issue. But ultimately you need to have a cushion for that and you need to make sure that you you're sort of covered so that you don't get into this situation (laughs) that i'm in
0: thank you so much thank you they were lovely i was actually nodding along when you were saying that because i was like (laughs) yes yes let's (laughs) challenge let's challenge (laughs) and where can listeners find you and how can they get tickets for your next event
1: oh please yeah so tickets for the next event on the 18th of october which is this month at the curtain are at don'tsleeponus.eventbrite.co.uk and also in my bio at the Neelam show on Instagram and Great name. thank you <laughs> it's there's a second reference actually for a Bollywood film like oh, this, okay, Bollywood film where this woman had a show and it was she was like and um, hello and welcome to the Neelam show oh and so my sister gosh. was like oh you, she used to That's call me the Neelam you. show yeah <laughs> so like I think South Asians look at that and they they get the second reference yeah <laughs>
0: so yeah and
1: then the don't sleep on us instagram is don't sleep on us underscore and that's where you can find all of the photos and videos from after the event
0: and the testimonials guys read them oh, yeah. like everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and the are very kind words that people are leaving i promise i do not write those myself
0: <laughs> <laughs> i believe you <laughs> thank Thanks, you so much thank you kira this has been great and of course you can get on t- in touch with me at Kyrie the Bold on Instagram. Don't Kyra. Forget Kyra.
1: So I've been saying it wrong this whole time.
0: I think he's only said it once.
1: Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Kyra
0: That's okay. the bold. Do you know what I usually have like a thing before we talk say start and it's like, you know, how do I pronounce your name? But I actually didn't today. Oh
1: forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I that just skipped really up. <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah, next time don't skip.